coming together with the three of us, I think that we recognized that we all had certain gifts to offer. And, uh, you know, what made it work really well is that we also had a little bit different background. You know, we all had good teaching backgrounds, but we all kind of came from a little bit different perspective. Amanda Leitner, and welcome to Rochester Rising, where we amplify the stories of Rochester entrepreneurs. Welcome to episode 194 of the podcast today. So today on the show, I got to sit down over Zoom and talk with three entrepreneurs in the community, Donna, Marie, and Diane, who are the innovators behind Sister Seekers. Sister Seekers launched during the summer of 2018 and is a business that works to improve the world through teaching, healing, retreats, space clearing, and ceremony. Sister Seekers additionally helps people feel more connected to themselves and their higher spiritual self. So on the podcast today, we learn how Donna Marie and Diane met as a team and learned that they could work together to develop this business. We also learn about how they used word of mouth to grow the business and gain clients, how they're navigating the COVID pandemic, and their goals for the rest of 2020. So stay tuned for a wonderful conversation today with Donna, Diane, and Marie of Sister Seekers. So we at Rochester Rising are the storytelling arm of Collider, which is a Rochester-based nonprofit that supports early-stage Rochester entrepreneurs. To learn more about Collider, head over to our main website at collider.mn. And if you really want to learn more about Collider, the best way to stay tuned with what we're doing is to tune in for our 10 a.m. Collider Coffee Break to learn the latest news and updates on what we've been up to that week. So you can find the 10 a.m. Collider Break every Friday on the Rochester Rising Facebook page as well as the Collider Facebook page and our YouTube channels where it streams at 10 a.m. And this is recorded so you can also catch it after it airs. But we hope you can join us this Friday at 10 a.m., for our latest Collider Coffee Break. All right, so now on to the podcast today with Donna, Diane, and Marie of Sister Seekers. Yeah, again, thanks so much for doing this today. Um, I think the best way probably to start is to have you all introduce yourselves and tell everyone a little bit about um, how you got to where you are today. Mm-hmm. Well, my name is Donna Meg Tebai. I am a retired nurse. I am a Reiki master teacher and I do shamanic work also. Um, I got here because I, as a nurse, I've always been interested in holistic care of the patient. It's more than the physical care of the patient. And so in my nursing practice, I often explored other types of um, healing modalities. And then when I did Reiki, Diane was my Reiki master teacher, then it felt like I just settled. I just found what it was that I really wanted to do. It resonated with me. So then that's how I got interested in, in the healing, this type of healing work. My name is Marie Neer, and I am a former elementary teacher and education coach and um, am currently a Reiki master teacher and do shamanic healing. Um, I 
have done different energy modes over the years. And um, then once I found Reiki and shamanic healing, it just really settled well with me. Um, The last year that I taught or was coaching teachers, actually, I looked at the stack of books that I had read and they were all on healing methods and spirituality. And I decided that it was time to follow my passion. So I'm loving, loving life and doing what we do. Hi, I'm Diane Anderson, and um, I provide alternative therapies that include Reiki, energy medicine, shamanic healing, spiritual mentoring, and holistic health coaching. Um, I teach Reiki and shamanic healing, and I help facilitate um, our local drumming circle and Reiki share. And how I got here um, has been, I guess, a long story. I've always been very interested in spiritual and healing arts, um, going all the way back to, um, you know, my time as a teenager. Uh, I was trained in Reiki back in 1970s. And so I've been doing that a really, really long time. And, you know, once I learned Reiki and it changed my life, I was interested in, you know, just learning more and more and more different modalities and just kept looking for more opportunities. And um, somehow it just evolved and it's hard to imagine that I'm even here doing what I'm doing, but I'm here and I'm loving it, especially with these two. (laughs) Yeah, it's so important to find the right people to work with and to, you know, had that privilege to do something you love. Like I, mm-hmm. I feel, I know there's so many people who don't, who aren't doing that. And yeah. So it's, it's amazing when all those things align. So we wanted to talk about sister seekers. So can you explain a little bit about what that is and what the mission and vision is um, for the organization? So our official mission statement is working together for the purpose of improving the world through teaching, healing, retreats, space clearing, and ceremony. So um, we do a lot of different kinds of activities, you know, workshops, retreats, and ceremony, and um, really want to provide a place where women can come together and men for some of the um, activities too. Yeah, and within that vision, I see um, that, you know, we want to provide opportunities for people to gather in community with other like-minded people um, to gain a sense of connectedness and belonging and also to tap into their inner wisdom, to be able to learn what's important to them, what brings them joy, what gives them a sense of purpose. And so, you know, through reflection and self-discovery, you know, they can gain some more clarity around that and kind of map out, you know, a plan for maybe some changes in their life. Yeah, I was just having this conversation with someone the other day, more around like confidence building in women and the purpose of having kind of that safe space to do that in. Um, And yeah, I wonder if, you know, if you're not intentional about it, do you know what you're, you know, 
what you're driven to do and what your, you know, inner values are, you know, without really taking that time to intentionally think about it and, and find it. Um, I feel like a lot of the times we just move so quickly. We don't even take that time. (laughs) Well, I think that's the whole thing is, is being able to have the opportunity to do it because we live such busy lives and, um, you know, women especially just don't take time for themselves to just stop and breathe and, you know, do that self-reflection and where am I and where do I want to go and, you know, what do I want to do going forward and and what's meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like when we do classes or workshops, the people that attend are looking for something and it's amazing to me how quickly the bonds are formed in that, like you were saying, a safe space. Mm-hmm. In that safe space, they come together, they have that time to reflect, and they leave. Some of them, it's pretty remarkable, the difference from when they walk in the door mm-hmm. to after when they leave after the retreat or after the workshop. They are brighter, they're more refreshed, more energetic. Um, it, so it's really a fun thing to do. Really fun and rewarding to see that transformation too. Mm-hmm. So we talked a little bit about um, the services that you offer, but I wanted to dive a little deeper in. Can you talk about um, some of these workshops more in detail or what someone can um, come to you um, for? Well, we do workshops um, like t- tomorrow night, we're having an angel workshop, how to communicate with your guardian angels. Um, we do things like drumming, ceremonial work with the new moon, uh, full moon ceremonies. We do retreats where they, women spend the night or weekend together and do deeper exploration into their core self, their values. Um, what else do we, we do Reiki training, um, mm-hmm. And teaching, we do we do journeying, where people learn how to journey and are coached on how to journey to the lower world or upper world. Uh, so it's just a wide variety of things. We do space clearing if somebody feels that their home or their office place of work is um, heavy. We can go in there and lighten that space, make it more feel more like their own. Anything I missed? I think those. Yeah, you did well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, there really is a variety uh, of things. And and that's really what we're trying to provide so that it isn't all just one thing. So if we're doing a retreat, you know, we don't want it to be all of the same thing. So, um, you know, when we put together our agenda and our outline, you know, we, we talk about, you know, what would we want to experience at a retreat and what has had meaning for us, you know, through our lifetime um, that we would like others to be able to experience and how can we um, build on that and how can we make that become personal for them as well as a community, you know, of women coming together and sharing I think the outcomes are often, you know, people feeling more connected to other women, maybe even more connected to themselves and their higher spiritual self. And um, 
I mean, people have made some major changes in their lives after spending some time to really reflect and, um, and just spend some time even with themselves. Yeah, and I feel that connection piece is so important. I think a lot of us didn't realize how much we needed human connection until, you know, the past, whatever it's been now, six, seven, eight months, um, and connecting to something beyond yourself. Um, yeah, just so important to feel like belonging and, and that interaction um, with others and something beyond yourself. Um, absolutely. So can you talk a little bit about when um, Sister Seekers started and how did you all, where did the original idea for the business come from? What were you seeing that you saw a hole um, in the community that needed to be filled? I'll go ahead and start, but this is kind of a three-part story. Um, so um, uh, Donna and Marie can share their piece of it as well. But I had been... Um, practicing and teaching for quite some time locally here in Rochester. But I had this greater vision always of wanting to do sort of bigger things than, you know, just teaching a particular topic. And women's retreats has been on my agenda, my list for a long time of things I'd like to do. But, you know, it's, it's difficult to put together um, you know, a, a meaningful retreat by yourself. I mean, it's a lot of work. And so, um, you know, I was always had in the back of my mind, it would be great to find somebody to do this with me. So um, the business started in the summer of 2018. And what happened is I was driving around running errands one day and I was, I was sort of in transition. I was still working at Mayo Clinic um, you know, as um, my um, work, but part-time. I had retired and gone back part-time. And um, anyway, so I was driving around and just running errands. And this idea popped into my head that just kind of came out of nowhere that said, it was almost like a message from Spirit that said, you should ask Marie and Donna if they would like to join with you um, to provide women's retreat. And I thought, wow, that's a really interesting idea. And um, we had known each other through um, workshops, Reiki, drumming, and, and other things. Um, and so, you know, we, we knew each other pretty well. And I, Anyway, as I went through my day and was continuing to run errands and go here and there, this idea would not go away. It was like, you need to pay attention to this because this is not going to go away. And so later in the day after I got home and, and, the, and it just kept gnawing at me, I, um, I sat down and I emailed the two of them and I said, spirit seems to be inviting me to ask you if you would be interested in joining into a partnership with me to offer women's retreat. What do you think? And from there, I'll let them tell their side of the story. So that spring I had been 
grappling with the decision to retire early from teaching to do this work and um, to start my own business doing Reiki and shamanic healing and and had kind of decided to do that. But um, my husband and I were flying to Indiana and um, for some reason on the flight, I was just, just said, you know, spirit, can you please show me one more sign that this is the right thing to do? Because I had gotten pretty clear signs. And so we landed, got in the rental car. And the first thing I did was check my emails. And here was the email from Diane. And I was like, thank you for that amazing sign. It would, you know, it was kind of like a prayer answered right away. Just verification that this was, this is what I'm called to do. And I had already, I had already retired uh, and I was doing Reiki and multiple healing work in other places, but I felt like there wasn't enough to keep me busy because I was very used to being very, very busy. And I, there, I felt like there was something, a piece that wasn't quite there yet. And then when I got the invitation, it's like, there's the piece, that's the piece that was missing. And, um, I was very excited about it. And, uh, responded right away I'm in it just that was it mm-hmm. and you know we kind of knew it would probably be a really good thing because we all had kind of the same vision um, you know for ourselves and what we wanted to do in the world and we had great background we all were teaching in some capacity um, we were all Reiki masters um, shamanic healers involved in some ceremonial work, drumming circle together. And it just seemed like it would be a really good connection and, and partnership. And it has definitely proven to be that. It's beautiful and everything aligns together, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned this a little bit. So you met each other through workshops and everything. And then how did you know this would be a good team? I think you answered a little bit with values and everything aligned, but what, like, how did you initially meet and how did you know these are people that I want to work with? We met um, in taking, Don and I took a class from Diane or several classes and, um, I just always felt a connection to both of them right away. And so um, I think it's also worked so well because we each have our individual strengths, but we have such a common mission and goal that um, it just really pulls everything together really well. The most difficult thing we've ever encountered, I think, was uh, besides COVID, is um, coming up with a logo. <laughs> that, that is not our strong suit, and it took a lot, but we got it done. It <laughs> Donna's husband. Yes. <laughs> we had an idea of what we wanted, but I am no artist at all. And we were scratching our brains trying to figure out who do we know that does that could draw and none of us could come up with anything until one night at a few weeks into it I was looking at my husband I thought he draws so he (laughs) took our idea sketched it out and we had our logo within I think 
the next morning. We had it once we turned it over to him. But sometimes the answer is right in front of you if you just open your eyes and look for it. And it was perfect. Mm -hmm. Absolutely was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Sometimes we overlook things that are right in front of us and then it seems so obvious, <laughs> but it's like you, you never think about it. But yeah, logos are challenging because you want it to be so perfect and to kind of encompass this this vision that you have. And it's just really hard to kind of materialize that into something, right? That kind of speaks to what you're doing. Um, so it sounds like this is kind of the first business you all have done Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but what was that kind of process like in kind of building something that is your own and figuring out all those pieces together? Well, we all had been doing Reiki, you know, for clients and, and I had been teaching, um, but coming together with the three of us, I think that we recognized that we all had certain gifts to offer. And, uh, you know, what made it work really well is that we also had a little bit different background. You know, um, I had worked in, in telecommunications for a number of years and, and had been teaching in that capacity. Donna was a nurse and a nurse educator and Marie was a teacher and coach. And so, um, you know, we all had good teaching backgrounds but we all kind of came from a little bit different perspective. But the beauty of us coming together that way is that, you know, we meet every single week for planning purposes and to just even support each other with whatever is going on and where we're at. But, um, you know, we, someone will come up with an idea and then we build on it. And what one person doesn't think of, another one will. And, um, it, you know, it works and it, it, it flows so smoothly because when we come up with a, uh, an idea for a workshop or a retreat, you know, we talk about, okay, what do we want the content to be? And we put together, you know, an outline and then we work out the details. Okay, what do we want this piece to include and that piece to, to include? And then we simply say, okay, who wants to do which part of this? And, you know, um, one of us will say, well, I'll do this one and this one. And it, it's just never, you know, there's never any real um, challenge about it. It just seems to flow. And we decide what we each want to do. And then we go with it. And then we come back together and go, okay, this is what I put together in my piece. And, you know, the others can offer other suggestions or, you know, we tweak it a little bit and, Somehow it just worked. And so far it has worked just really, really well. It's more fun than work. Yes. <laughs> exactly. More fun than work. Yeah. But um, you kind of asked about how do we begin putting it together? And, you know, I'll let Donna Marie talk about that as well. But of course, we needed to start with a website, which um, Marie has been wonderful about creating that. And, and, um, and, you know, there are a lot of different pieces, business cards and advertising and so on. And um, I'll let the others go ahead and talk a little bit more about um, the different things that we did to try to put it together. And how, how do you start, you know? 
for me, I think the biggest challenge was we knew the website, we knew we had the logo. We each had list of people that um, contacts. So we merged that and we got a, a base, but how do you reach out beyond that? So for me, the hardest was piece was how do we get out there? Cause we all heard from people that, Oh, I didn't know this was here in Rochester. We do something like that. I, and how do we reach those people that are searching for the similar things that we are searching for? Mm-hmm. And I think that still continues to be a bit of a struggle. Um, but I think opportunities like this come up that are fit perfectly with what we're striving to do. You know, we were lucky in that um, um, Rochester Women's Magazine did an article about us a year ago, which was very nice. We've been involved with Women in Spirituality Conference, which unfortunately was canceled this year due to COVID. But um, we were able to meet people through um, the fact that we facilitated the opening blessing ceremony. And then we had a booth offering Reiki where we were then advertising our retreat and workshops. And so people met us for the first time there. Um, We have actually driven around and hung flyers (laughs) in various locations. I mean, we're, we're just trying to think of everything that we can get the message out there. We're on Facebook. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's word of mouth because we already had a pretty good base of people, you know, that we each knew or that we knew through drumming circle and other things that we've done. Yeah. I think, you know, acquiring customers and, and getting your name out there is yeah. Kind of that first huge hurdle that people have to get over. And I think, like you were saying, you, you had this base to start from, but then it's just like word of mouth and doing, you know, good work, <laughs> which seems is what really worked for you all. And, you know, getting out there and, and putting your name out there, doing these events. Um, and it's a lot of time <laughs> to do all those things and put yourselves out there. But um, yeah, that seems to be what, what worked for you all, just continuing to to get out there and, and, and talk with people. And I, I think you can't underestimate that. It just takes time. I don't know. Um, yeah, we've uh, kind of abandoned the social media marketing approach because it doesn't seem to work for us. I don't know if it works for you. <laughs> I suppose somewhat it does. I mean, I think we've gotten, you know, some some responses through our Facebook page. We don't do much else than that, really. But we do send out emails. You know, we have an email list. And, you know, that's been very good for us as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you feel there was any kind of education barrier you had to get over in the community? Or was there a base that um, you already had already that you could tap into? Yeah, we had a base because people who seek out um, getting Reiki or shamanic treatments tend to be, you know, open to those kinds of things anyway. Um, But um, I do think that there's, um, I think it's just sometimes people don't really know what they're looking for. And so it's for them to find out that, you know, there is something offered and then 
you know, getting it fit into their schedules or, or, you know, for some people, I think it, it feels like taking a leap to, um, to participate. And once they do, they're like, ah, this is great, (laughs) but it's just making that making it's, it's something different. And so just making that commitment for themselves to do it. And I think another barrier that we've all experienced individually and as a sister seekers is when we talk about working spirituality or connecting with self or connecting to the greater, oftentimes people confuse that with religion. And then there's a sort that can be a source of conflict as to how do these two come together or do they come together or am I not comfortable exploring this because I'm not familiar with the type of the words that are used or the, um, the type of ceremonial work or that is it, um, is it, does it fit with how we were raised? And I think many of us found that people that were coming to us were finding that there's some a piece missing. And it seems like this piece is the piece that they're searching for is the spiritual connection or the connection with other people in a different way. Um, so I think that was somewhat difficult in getting people comfortable with that, that piece. Yeah. And I think our community is so unique too, with obviously a huge um, medical system in it that often, you know, people tend towards that for like, healing and wholeness when we're kind of neglecting (laughs) self and and connection and a different type of way to seek wellness. And (laughs) so that's why I asked that because I think we're kind of in a very unique community where everyone thinks like medical, that's the solution. And, you know, don't necessarily know that that's, that's the case. Um, But yeah. In addition to that piece, it's, we also get or people that come that are so distrustful. They had an experience in a medical setting and they don't trust it anymore. And we tr- don't promote it as this is a replacement for um, that sort of work because there is a place for conventional medicine. There is a place for the other pieces, the pieces that we do, there are other routes. It's how do you balance and how do you find that piece? So, um, like you said, COVID has been obviously <laughs> a barrier for so m- or a hurdle for so many businesses in the community. Um, and, and for yourselves, it sounds like you, you do a lot in person, um, probably prior to COVID. So how has that kind of impacted what you're doing? How have you kind of innovated um, to continue growth and progress through COVID? So we've done um, several things online. We've um, been doing some full moon and um, new moon ceremonies, and we've done those online. Um, We've done some journeying um, workshops online. Um, We're looking forward to um, doing an in-person, a few in-person classes this fall, one um, through Community Ed doing um, on just introduction to Reiki. And then in November, we'll be doing a Reiki class. And so um, we've 
you know, we're doing all the COVID precautions for being in person, having people sit distance and, you know, just all the protocols that are um, to make it safe. But we're excited to try, try doing some things um, in person too. We've done a couple of share videos, uh, Ricky share videos um, where people, you know, come together and we send each other healing. That's been very good. Um, we have a workshop tomorrow evening that's going to be on via Zoom. We're doing that through Assisi Heights on Angels. So we have moved something to Zoom just so we can stay out there and stay connected with people and let them know, hey, we're still here. Um, you know, join us for this from wherever you're at and um, let's just stay together and support each other and, and continue to have spiritual experiences, even though we can't come together personally. It was very disappointing to have to move our, um, we were going to have a three-day workshop and um, that it was hard to have to move that, but we've moved that to May in hopes that it will be better, <laughs> more conducive and good weather to be around each other, <laughs> be outside. Yeah, it's, I agree. If you can like follow the precautions and do something in person, it's just so much more impactful, but I know we had to be careful and, and, um, but again, you miss that connection so much when you're not able to have it. Um, I work in a co-working space and we were shut down for, we were trying to think about that yesterday, at least six weeks. And now there's not many people back, probably like a quarter that there were in person before, but you know, it's something <laughs> and everyone stays where they are and, you know, wears their masks, but you know, it's, uh, it's still seeing people outside of your household <laughs> and being able to connect with them in person. So um, it means a lot. <laughs> I think you all talked about this as, as we were, as we were, um, yeah, talking, but what really draws you to this type of work and, and what do you find the most rewarding part um, throughout this process for you? I think for me, I've been part of um, a church all of my life and um, but always felt like there had to be a little bit something more. And so for me, the spiritual um side of this, the awakening has, um, just been really wonderful as well as the healing and the, um, you know, connection with others and seeing others experience the healing. I love to be able to offer, our, you know, our workshops and retreats, especially, um, it gives me a great sense of, of, purpose and satisfaction, be able to see people uh, really do that self-reflection and have a wonderful personal and community experience that, that, that changes their life. So, you know, they, they go out the door and they take something with them that has value. And, um, you know, there's that moment where, you know, for me and with all of the classes and so on, there's that moment where everybody is 
thanking you and they're saying goodbye and I had a wonderful experience and um, I can't wait to go use this and do this in my personal life. And they walk out the door and the door closes and you are left there with yourself. And in that moment, you have that, that knowing that this is why I do this. This moment where I can pause and be still and be grateful and know that, you know, maybe I helped one person today. Maybe I offered something that helped them make a difference in their life. And maybe that's as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. And I think what what people experience is it's something that you can't buy. You can't get it by watching a video or um, buying something. It's it's you know it's an experience that changes at a deeper level. For me, the most ex- I love the moments when there's that you see that spark or that aha or where it kind of that like Diane was mentioning that nugget that people get and they just light up from inside. It's something they weren't expecting. It's a gift unexpected. And we don't know how people will respond just as they don't know how they're going to respond, but that excitement that they get when they, when they get a gift like that is just priceless to me. So, you know, we're recording in the end of September, um, so nearing the end of the year, but um, what's one thing that you all are looking forward to kind of accomplishing or experiencing this year, the rest of the year, um, with Sister Seekers? Well, I think, first of all, we're looking forward to a couple workshops that we have coming up, um, you know, via Zoom. And um, I know that we have a number of people signed up for tomorrow evening for the angel class. So um, I I think we want to just feel like, you know, we can complete what we have scheduled so far. And I I think we're hoping that this COVID thing is moving along enough where by the end of the year, we are really looking forward to the plans that we have for the coming year. And being able to, you know, really get back again with meeting people in person and, you know, doing some really good work again. Because some of our things have been put on hold, unfortunately. So, um, you know, something to really just get excited about. Mm-hmm. This will be the first time uh, um, that we're reaching out. We're pairing with uh, Sissy Heights and Community Ed this fall. So that's exciting. Uh, it's a different way of reaching out it's different people different types of connections so I think I'm looking forward to that where does this take us how do we fit together or do we fit together I think I'm especially looking forward to having our this will be our first in-person class so well since what February so I think um you know I'm excited to to do that in our you know transformed way but looking forward to that we're also looking forward to starting up drumming circle again which has been on hold since March and um you know when we have come together with some outdoor ceremonial work with people 
you know, people have expressed the fact that they miss the drumming circles so much. We've tried to incorporate that with some of our outdoor gatherings we've done for new moon and full moon and so on. But um, in October, we're going to start drumming again. Um, of course, we're going to have to be indoors. And unfortunately, we're going to have to limit the number of people. So we've had to, rather than just it being open to the public, we're having to you know, have people register for it so that we can control the numbers. Um, but it'll be nice to at least be able to get back together with a few people and do our drumming circle again and offer intentions for each other and for the world. So I wanted to ask you all some final kind of fun questions that I've been asking everybody uh, to kind of wrap up. But um, I always love to read. So I'd love to hear what are you all reading right now or, or listening to right now? I typically have several books running at one time. So right now I am reading The Way of the Shaman. I am trying to learn the I Ching, uh, which I am struggling with. So I keep rereading the same pages over and over and over trying to hope that it will um, sink in. And then um, I also am reading or just have been listening to pieces on that are looking at the similarities between um, Christianity, Judaism, Hinduism, and Buddhism. And even the stories, the types of stories, the types of healing witnessed, the beliefs, it's reassuring to know that there really isn't that much difference. Um, so I, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm reading a book on Celtic shamanism, for one thing, which includes some fun stories about um, fairies and the little people, and, uh, those wonderful um, sort of stories that come out of Ireland and Scotland. So that, that's really fun. Uh, I also just yesterday started with this book. It didn't start with you. It's about transgenerational trauma and healing. So, um, you know, those things that are passed down to us through um, our um, ancestors and things that we don't even really know um, that we're carrying and how to connect with that and, and help heal. Um, so I think those two things are what I'm focusing on right at this moment. So I just finished up Braiding Sweetgrass, which is a great book about um, looking at nature, but um, through the eyes of um, indigenous people and the, the deep connection with plants and and nature. And so I guess the other one I'm reading is um, I'm rereading Plant Spirit Medicine. And so I guess I'm really into the nature books right now. <laughs> and also just ordered um, Big Magic. Um, so looking forward to that. I always get some new things to add to my list. It's like 40 pages right now on Goodreads, which is <laughs> pretty much like two decades of reading for me. <laughs> <laughs> but always adding. Um, do you feel or what has been one 
or two resources in the community, whether it's an individual, an organization, whatever, that you feel have been really useful for um, the business part of Sister Seekers. So what's been a valuable resource or connection in the community? Well, one of the um, businesses that probably has um, helped us a bit is A Beautiful Soul, which is, um, you know, it's, um, you know, they have, do offer some um, healing modalities there, but she's got kind of a spiritual and metaphysical and um, healing store. And, you know, a lot of individuals who are interested in the kind of things that we offer stop in there to purchase stones and crystals and uh, books or whatever else. And so she allows us to advertise there. And we have our business cards there and we advertise our workshops. And we've done actually a couple of um, like new moon solstice kinds of things in her backyard there. Um, so we've met people through um, through a beautiful soul and, and that's been very helpful. We've also um, held some of our workshops at Hermitage Farm. And so that's um, been a lovely space to, to do things. And then I think um, my connection with Ed and Stacy LaCroix have um, has been helpful in just some of the business part of things and um, having, you know, just being able to tap into what they know too. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, Rochester Women's Magazine, as I said, who published an article on us and we've done advertising um, in the magazine with them as well. And, you know, they have a large readership, so that's been very helpful. And Women in Spirituality Conference, certainly. And we're, of course, disappointed that um, we're not able to have that this year, but looking forward to that in the future as well. So my last question for you all, um, you know, we're all still kind of semi-in-quarantine, I would say, but, you know, when that lifts, where's your kind of favorite place to be in Rochester? If you could be anywhere, where do you like to spend your time in the community? Well, I think Hermitage Farm is one of those places because it's a beautiful space. It has an outdoor space and a fire circle. And, you know, the indoor space itself is is beautiful. That's where we have our drumming circle and we teach some of our classes. So that certainly is one of our favorite places to be. Um, and Donna's backyard and Marie's backyard. <laughs> uh, Donna's on the on the Zumbro River, and Marie has a beautiful, um, you know, kind of treed backyard with lots of wildlife as well. So those are a couple of my favorite places to be. Yeah, the first thing I think of is just places in nature, you know, Quarry Hill and Indian Heights. And, you know, going to a restaurant will be nice. <laughs> it's just the little thing. Yesterday I went to Hy-Vee and they have their bakery open with their fresh breads now before it was closed. And then they would have certain ones that you could choose from, which was good. But just walking in and seeing it's like the bread's back. So any little, any little thing like that is just so exciting, you know, that. So I don't know if there's a favorite. It's just those little things that are, you miss, you take for granted. And you, it's so, it's fun to see it coming back. 
you can't underestimate the backyard sanctuaries too oh absolutely (laughs) that's that yeah that's my favorite place especially if you're on water yeah (laughs) you know I grew up around water so I you know Mm -hmm. really kind of need that Mm -hmm. in my life um that was my last question. I'll um, end by asking you for any final thoughts and where, um, and let people know where they can find more information about Sister Seekers. Our website is um, sisterseekers.net. And we do have a Facebook page, which is Sister Seekers as well. You can find us there. Um, I guess those are the two best places to find us. We do have um, all of our upcoming events posted on our website. Uh, again, we do have some flyers and business cards at a beautiful store. We can throw some business her way possibly because um, she's got some great things that people would be interested in in the spiritual and healing community. So. Well, thank you all so much for your, your time. Um, this morning, I really appreciate it and getting to connect with you via Zoom and, and have this conversation. So thanks so much for your time. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. much for having us. It's been very nice. Thank you. Thanks so much to these three wonderful ladies for taking time to share their story with us today and their journey with Sister Seekers. You can find links to many of the businesses that they mentioned as well as their own in our show notes. So I encourage you to check that out. We're also trying something new this week and putting chaptering in the show notes. I hope you find that useful um, if you're short on time to kind of navigate to the sections that you would like to listen to. So we did this in our show notes of for the podcast as well as on YouTube. So that's a wrap for us at the podcast today. We would appreciate if you took a few minutes of your time to rate this podcast and like it wherever you're listening in and make sure you're subscribed so that you never miss one of our stories and that other people can find us as well. So we appreciate you sharing our time with us today and please tune in again next Wednesday for a brand new episode.